Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Monday the 17th of August. This afternoon, GCSE and A-level students across the county got the news they will now receive teacher-assessed grades following an announcement by the government. This was a U-turn and it followed mounting pressure after pupils across England missed out on university places after their exam results were significantly downgraded. The government faced heavy criticism after its use of an algorithm to determine A-level results, replacing traditional examinations in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. This was led by examining board Ofqual, which was brought in to standardise the grades. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Graeme Jones, a senior director and education law expert from Whitehead Moncton Solicitors in Maidstone. Graeme, what was your initial reaction to the announcement? I think that possibly has to be the safer option. What you are doing is removing a blunt mathematical calculation with all the potential penalties that that could have for individuals or improving schools and replacing it by evidence from teachers and schools that know the pupils concerned. Now, you assume that the teachers are being fully honest in what they've said. I'd be horrified if I found teachers were sort of artificially increasing grades I'm sure they're not if they're putting in the correct information on um, a student's performance assessment mock grades that has to be a fairer way of getting us through this mess than a blunt instrument which is what the government have been trying to do up until now. So what could this mean for those students who have already been turned down by universities as a result of those algorithmically determined grades? I think the government are going to have to look at this, aren't they? Because places are won and lost on the basis of when your exam results come out. If the government are going to sort of backtrack on the A-level grades and say, this is a new, a new A-level grade announcement situation... I think there's an argument to say it all starts again from that point. I mean, it'll cause problems with clearing and problems for the universities. But with 40% being downgraded at A-level, I would imagine there are a lot of spaces at universities. And I think it's going to be fairly churlish of a university not to go back and and re-offer. Um, you have a situation where universities are businesses. They need students to make their money. And if they are not going to be full, and some of the stories I've been reading show that there is a lot of spare places, universities, I think, are going to be as accommodating as possible. The anger felt by A-level students echoed across Canterbury on Saturday as dozens took to the streets and marched in protest of the government's stance. Glorified history grade to a B after one and a half years of consistent A's and A stars, including my mocks. Of course, what you gave me does not make sense. And to you I say, that is not my grade. Ofqual, you lowered countless people's grades based off of their mocks, whose people had little time to revise. People who are told by their teachers, don't worry, these are just your mocks. You can learn from them. People who you, Ofqual, are treating like numbers trying to fit them with feeble evidence into an algorithm. And to you, they say, these 
our brains. Above all of Qual, you lowered many students' possibilities. You gave them grades that they were achieving as early as their year 12 marks. A whole year before their real A-levels. Ruining their likely chances of improvement from year 12 to year 13. And to you, they say these are not our grades. This is daylight robbery. You took away our chances of improvement. You took away our rightful grades and you stole our opportunities. We knew that the system was going to be imperfect, but imperfect for this algorithm, for this appeal system, which you can't appeal against. Imperfect is an understatement. For now, these students will be waiting to find out what will happen when it comes to reinstating university places based on the teacher-predicted grades. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a couple from Maidstone have spoken out about offering up their home to people seeking asylum in the UK. It's something Shirley and John Patch have been doing for the past four years, and they say the experience has opened their eyes to the plight of people seeking refuge from their home countries. We felt that there was a real need, something that we could do, we could offer help, we could offer a room, we could offer sanctuary. The first refugee we had, he was with us for about three years and it was an open-ended invitation really because we had the room. It's been extremely beneficial, certainly to our grown-up children now who have come to understand that there's people in the world that are not as well off as they are and it's been an insight into their culture. I think people tend to think that they come here and they get the full range of benefits and they get a free house. That just isn't the case. And so he was without accommodation and really relying on people to, friends to give him accommodation. And that's when these people can be picked up by the Red Cross or other organisations and they get referrals to different charities. And so that's how, how he came to refugees at home. Both were surprised by the difficulties their guests had in applying for asylum status. To put your child in one of them places and get in knowing, they must realise how dangerous it is, but they must be so desperate, so desperate, that it's the only way. It's not just giving them a roof over their head and food, it's supporting them through the process. Because they, you know, they get really down. They're not allowed to work, they would like to support. You know, the, uh, you know they, they would like to support themselves. They would like to go to work, pay their taxes, pay their national insurance, and that, but, but they're not allowed to. And if you haven't got anything to do all day mentally, it, they can get, you know, really down. So it's supporting them through that and, you know, talking to the doctors and, and, the, and talking to the solicitors. In other news, homes had to be evacuated after heavy rainfall led to dire flash flooding in Merston near Sittingbourne. A fire engine and its crew from East Church was deployed to Coombe Drive where it spent the afternoon pumping out water which had seeped into around 10 houses. Councillor James Hall of Swale Council was on hand to help residents through the ordeal and called the fire brigade. Woodby Drive has been flooded, Lansdowne Road has been flooded, five houses have had to evacuate all the floorboards in their houses. Electricity has been turned off. There was a child left upstairs, stranded on the first floor. There's an elderly lady with dementia. She can't get out of her house on the ground floor, which is in the Coombe Drive, in the cul-de-sac there. Um, people have had to evacuate their houses and take all their food and all their, all their floorboards and 
clothing out of the house because it's all soaking wet. What disappoints me most of all is that two years ago the same thing happened here and I got in touch with Kent County Council and they responded quite quickly to come down, they seen the situation, they cleaned the drains out and said there was no problem, that they would maintain the drains uh, and keep their eye open for this ever happening again. But unfortunately it has happened again and uh, according to residents, Kent County Council haven't kept their word. Uh, by coming down and maintaining the drains. Some other top stories briefly now, and the victims of a double fatal crash have been named locally as Dean Bryan and Stephen Taylor. The tragic pair had been travelling on a BMW motorbike near Old Romney when they were involved in a collision with a car. A man in his 20s has been found dead in Woodland following an overnight search lasting almost eight hours. The police helicopter and specialist rescue teams were called to Canterbury after the man was reported missing at 10pm last night. And stinking seaweed is causing misery for residents of one seaside village, as some fear the stench could pose a health risk. Thanet District Council is investigating the potential impact of the smell in Birchington after chiefs met the environmental health officers this afternoon. Some residents believe a gas released by the decomposing algae is also causing walls, window sills, and even jewellery to turn black. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to isleofmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.